It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, the show all about... funny story I got to tell you. It, oh, uh, I want to hear it. When, when I was in youth ministry, we were, I was sitting in church and my pastor was preaching. It was a small church, 150 people or so. And we had the pews, you know, the hard back pews and the aisle down the middle. And when you went Your around, the, goes numb halfway through service. Yeah. And you go around the edge and it's like, you know, a foot and a half of space to walk between the wall and that end of the pew. So, um, my pastor had a young kid, And his kid's name was Jonathan. Jonathan was sitting in the front row and his mom was out of town and his older brother was in the youth group sitting over with youth. And so he's probably eight or nine uh, and and a very hyperactive kind of kid. So when I saw him sitting there by himself, I'm in like the second or third row and I'm going, this isn't going to go well. And, and, and Jonathan is sitting there while his, his, his dad is preaching and in the middle of the sermon, he just gets up. And starts to walk around the edge uh, to leave. I don't know where he's going, but he's in the front row and everybody sees him. He gets up and he starts walking around to the outside edge of the pews. And uh, I'm kind of going, oh my gosh, there's, oh there's no, mom's everyone not here. can see you. Yeah, mom's not here. What's going to happen? And then all of a sudden, our pastor just looks up and gives that kind of one eyebrow up face and leans into the lectern microphone and goes, Hey, Jonathan, where are we going, buddy? Just, oh, oh just so, stops his sermon. Oh my gosh. Mid sermon. I, I shrunk down in my, in my seat and I was just so embarrassed for the kid. <laughs> he just where are you got going, up. Buddy? He's got up and he's leaving and he's like, where are we going, bud? And he just kind of, <laughs> he froze. And I mean, he was like, I'm so dead. <laughs> and, and, and then he goes, and then, and then the pastor goes, have a seat, son. And so he walks back around and sits back down where he was. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, how are we going to go forward from here? I was so uncomfortable. That was so awkward and hilarious. He, did, he didn't even get to do what it was, whatever it was that he was trying to do. No. And for all we know, he had a bathroom emergency and right. he had to hold it. And, and he just had to deal because dad's on his own. And he said, sit in this spot until I tell you not to sit in that spot. <laughs> and, and that's what he was going to do. And it's just one of those moments where, you know, when somebody gets up in a church service, it's, it's noticeable, it's awkward. It's, and, and, and you want it to be something that's like funny like that. You're like, it's just a kid or something. You know, there's a lot of reasons people get up and leave services, but I actually ran across a post from a friend of mine where he asked the question, have you ever gotten up and left a church service? And the responses were amazing. And so today I I thought we would go through some of those because there's a good lesson here, right? There's a, uh, everything communicates something. You you never know how things are going to be taken. And so it's just good for us to kind of think through some of that as well. But honestly, they're funny. Some of them are Mm -hmm. funny and we're going to skip relatable. Yeah. And we're going to skip through. There's several, they're like, they were teaching heresy or I didn't agree with it or he was hateful or, uh, somebody preached politics and, you know, I didn't like that or it was you know, super long or whatever. And you know, there's, there's all that, but there's a few, so we're going to kind of skip those, but sure. There was a few that stood out to me and I've compiled them here. So I I wanted to walk through those with you (laughs) because they're just so epic and amazing. Um, 
So the first. I'm ready, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, let's hit the ground running. What are the reasons? What's the first reason that somebody has left a church service? Well, the first the first commenter on this nailed it, and and I, I thought that's the that's a great response. And he just wrote his name. I'll, I'll just use initials so we don't use names. Uh, initial is J. So J wrote had to pee, but in reality boredom. <laughs> all been there, Jay. We've all <laughs> been there. Now, I know like pastors aren't there to like entertain you, but still, you know, nature calls and you're already bored. Yeah, you're out. It doesn't matter. There's where so you're many times where I'm sitting in a, in a sermon that just like is, you know, again, pastors aren't meant to meant to entertain you, but you're just like, oh, my gosh, I just can't even. Yeah. You're like, Can, could I pee? Like if I if <laughs> I went to the bathroom, could I go? Yes. I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And it's like your mom always said, like, go before the service starts. And, you know, we get busy, we get talking to people, we don't do that. But I just thought that was really funny, a funny way to say it. I just had to pee, but in reality, boredom. I was bored. <laughs> it's so funny relatable. how you suddenly have to pee more when you're bored. That's true. Yeah. You're more aware of your body's needs. Yeah, because you're thinking get about you it. out of the boredom. Yeah, you're like, where could I be that's not here? Come on, body, give me something. What do you got? Which just makes me think about how every time I'm in church, all I can think about is food. Like I'm just starving. Like yes. as soon as the sermon starts, I'm starving. Like where did that come from? Yeah. Bring snacks, people. Bring snacks. <laughs> Bring snacks. You wear dresses that have pockets. Store Amen. snacks. Store only snacks. dresses should only ever have pockets. There should never be a dress made without pockets. Just I for the record. That, I hear that's the thing. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. All right. Well, here's another one uh, from R. Um. Do you want to read this one? Sure. This okay. one's a little more serious. It's yeah. less, less had to pee. <laughs> yeah. It's not about, there's no bathroom jokes in here. Yeah. So this person, so R said that they had an icy reception as visitors uh, capped by someone ex- complaining that we were sitting in their seats and asking us to move. So we just moved right on out the door. Mm, man. Uh, See, I've heard stories of this and you yeah. think that's a cliche, but every time you think about, talk about this, there's somebody that has this story. Yeah, I don't I think it's more common than we would like to think it is, but man, just please don't be the person that asks a visitor to move because you normally sit there. Mm-hmm. That's just be, Can we just say be like Jesus? We I was I worked in a church once. We had to talk to an older gentleman in our church because he did this to a visiting couple and they let us know. And mm-hmm. we had to actually talk to him. And I was like, "Listen, man, <laughs> you don't own the seat." Like you, because right. you sit here a lot. This does not make it your seat. Your seat. It's yeah. A, this is a first come, first serve. In fact, be a servant. Be hospitable. Give up your seat. What? That's big part of scripture is deferring to people. Mm. Um, so I, I think kind of when we listen to these things, we're like, of course. But there are people that don't get that principle, mm-hmm. and man, it will cause people to just walk around the door. I, I it happened. At, at the church I was at, it her it happened to a visitor, but it also happened to our our like church receptionist. What? Yeah. And did they and, not know who she was? Well, they found out because she's not the type to give up a seat. So <laughs> All right. It was more of a um, we're sitting here, you can find another seat. And he went and found another seat. And I was like, Good for you. That's yeah. that's how you handle that, you know. But that's right. Man, I can't believe that happens, but it does. You know, there's, so we, that's why we had to go talk to him really is because 
she found well, out. Well, that's good. Because I'm guessing, you know, I bet that happens a lot. And the staff and the pastor has no idea that it's happening because yeah. they're not there. Yeah. You know, so good on those visitors for saying something because mm-hmm. that stops it from happening again. Because most of the time what what that communicates is you, we, we would rather you just leave, you know, and right. that's what they'll do. My seat is more important than your presence. Yeah. It's sorry that I'm sorry that happened to uh, R, but um, they move right out the door and that's probably what will happen. So, yep. Um, this, this next one, uh, from S is, is pretty good. Um, <laughs> and also my friend's response to it was pretty good. So, um, here's what she said. Strictly speaking, I suppose not like I've never really walked out of, of a service, but I used to go to the bathroom anxiety puke and stay as long as I felt I could get away with it. <laughs> Our pastor was an abusive expletive she wrote and a loud shouty preacher hearing him preach was stressful. Can I read your friend's comment? And then my friend said, go Megan preaching so bad. It made you puke might be the winner. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great response. I cannot imagine sitting through a service that stressed me out so much that I had to anxiety puke. I could not imagine. Have you ever been in one of those where the pastor like really shouts? I mean, not just like what kind of person is he? I mean, obviously she knew things about him and had a relationship there that was not good, but just the shouting and the yelling and the kind of up in your face intensity. Have you ever been in one of those? Well, I think it kind of depends what you are used to, right? Like different churches and different traditions are going to have different preaching styles. And if you're not, if you're used to like white church, you're not going to be a a shouting preacher. it's, It's, not even white church. I mean, the places I've been have been very white church. It's like country, country church to me, you know, where we go and there's like the pastor doesn't have a microphone. Oh yeah. You know, it, and it's a small building and you're like, Oh boy, I'm in for it. Here we go. Here we go. He's, he's not used to being amplified. So this dude's going to do the work for him himself. You know, um, he's going to shout. Yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a lot more going on than just yelling, but yeah. Well, I mean, um, it is, it is intense and like, I don't, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but like there's actually a disorder that, um, where like loud noises really do extra special stress people out mm-hmm. and it's like auditory sensory freak, yeah, so freak out. I don't know what's called. Overload. Yeah. It overloads your circuits yeah. and you're like, Oh my gosh, I got to get out of here. Um, later in life, I kind of realized like I have a little bit of that. And the reason I realized it's because I saw it in my son who also Mm. has that. And so like I can be in a really loud concert, but if it's making sense, like I don't have a problem with that. But when it's just chaos and it seems like there's a lot of things going on or it's out of control, loud, um, that stresses me out man. And, and it stressed him out too. So I can get, I get this. But the preaching so bad it made you puke is got to be the winner. That's, that's so good. <laughs> that's such a good response. Uh, it's so funny. And, and man, I don't know. To each his own. Every church is different. But I know that if I walked into a church and they were shouting, like the preacher was shouting at us, I could do without that. I, I'm, I'm probably going to get up and leave that too. So I don't yeah. blame her. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, let's move on to the next one from W. Uh, you go ahead and read this one. All right. So W said, when I first moved to Atlanta, I was looking for a church, found the address for one, but didn't know my way around town at all. Found a church and walked in. No greeting, 
In fact, a bunch of rather cold stares and an obvious atmosphere of, what is he doing here? I found a bulletin, sat down the back, and started to read the bulletin. It was a kingdom hall. I left the bulletin on the pew and left. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses are a lot more friendly on Saturday morning on your front porch than they are on a Sunday morning in church. <laughs> How often does this happen, though? You're like... You, you run into people that are so excited to invite you to church and bring you in. I mean, those, those guys walk right up to your door and they don't care what you're doing or mm-hmm. what I, you know, I have like a church yard sign in my yard. They don't care. Yeah. You're still going to talk to me. Yeah. Anyway, that's just the irony of what they do. And then walking into their church and then being like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they, you walk in and it was like, we don't have visitors here. That's strange. You know, that kind of feeling that I got from the post. Maybe that's not what happened. We don't have visitors. (laughs) But what's funny to me is he walks in and goes, I am in the wrong class. You know, it's such a college moment where you're you're like, I'm in the wrong church. I'm not a Jehovah's Witness at all. Right. What is happening? Oh, no. It's like it's like Christian going, I need a church. They walk in and everybody gets on their knees and bows. And you're like, I'm in a mosque. Why did I get in here? This is not what I believe. You know, it's like, that's, that's kind of the equivalent of that. It's like, how did you not know that's Jehovah's witness kingdom hall? I did have a church that I walked out of once that just reminded me a service that I walked out of. Yes. I thought I had it and it wasn't anything wrong on the church at all. The church was totally fine, but it was this kind of scenario. I think it was like a Catholic church or something. You walk in and there's, and I've, I didn't grow up Catholic. I'm not super familiar with the Catholic tradition. Um, but you walked in, I was visiting, I was, um, on vacation and I just wanted to go to church Sunday morning. It was a really pretty building. Didn't know what it was. I walked in and there's like a bowl of water and like people are like (laughs) dipping their fingers in the water. And I'm like sitting there watching this happen. I'm like, I don't belong here. I was like, oh, no, I don't belong here. <laughs> I don't know it, what's happening. It was just like Be- so different. It freaked you out a little bit. So different. And I, yeah. And and the fact that everyone else knew what was going on and I didn't, I was really uncomfortable. No one was unfriendly. No one said anything. You know, it was nothing weird like that. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what was happening. I was like, why are they dipping their fingers in water? Should I be dipping my, is, will I get kicked out if I put, can my fingers touch that water? Yeah. Or am I not allowed to sit down until my fingers touch that water? I don't know. I got stressed out and I just left. <laughs> That is funny. Um, my, I had a family member who doesn't go to church, uh, mm-hmm. come in from, from out of town once and said, Hey, I want to go try a church. Will you go with me? And I was like, sure. And where he wanted to go was a Unitarian church, which is yeah, not, so a, I've never been to one of those, not either. a gospel believing church at all. Uh-huh. And I was like, sure, I'll go, you know? And so we went <laughs> see what and the, see what's up. I'll have to do a podcast on, on that experience. It was very very friendly. I mean, one of the friendliest places I've ever been, just very unique in what they did as far as a service goes. But anyway, I, I, I definitely, there was one moment where they said, um, I guess we could look at the Bible and everybody, and I was like, Oh, cool. And everybody went, <laughs> and they all laughed. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this isn't, this isn't a place for me really. These are not my people. <laughs> <laughs> so everything, but the Bible cool in the Unitarian church, I guess. I don't know, but, um, well, can I read this next one? Yeah. Okay, because this one I feel like is more appropriate to to come from me. Okay. So T says, I left service one time, but it was because I went into labor. (laughs) That's a really good reason to leave service. Fair enough. You know, T, fair enough. You having a baby? Sure. We won't bug you about getting up and leaving. Excuse. No one's going to look at you from the front of the stage and go, where are you going, buddy? (laughs) 
<laughs> can you imagine though? I mean, being in that service, I, I can't, I can't imagine like being pregnant and going to labor, but I can imagine being like on stage or, you know, something that happens and having to go, wait, what's going on? Everybody stop. What's happening? You need to go. You You're having go. a baby right now. Like, you should go. In somewhere. fact, now we're all invested in this with you. We're going to go with you to the hospital. Everybody get in the car. So I, I can't imagine That'd that awkwardness. Awesome. That would be awesome. So funny. But I'd say that's a good reason to get up and leave church. For sure. 100%. I wanted to read one from C. Um, It's kind of, it's it's probably one of the more heavy ones though. Um, But I have an experience that's similar and I I wanted to talk about it. Um, So he says, I was a youth ministry intern and it was my turn to preach that Sunday in the youth group. I was given some study material, including a sermon from a well-known pastor to use for sermon prep since it was supposed to align with what was being preached in the main service for big church. I worked my butt off studying and writing the sermon. It was one of my firsts and the student service was at the same time as the second service. So I decided to go to the first service to relax, worship, hear how the senior pastor would preach on the topic and maybe even take away a thing or two for my sermon. He started preaching and I noticed it was really similar to the sermon from the famous pastor that was given to me for my sermon prep. Then I noticed he was telling the same exact personal stories that the famous pastor had used. Even those were were word for word about a unique childhood experience, and all he did was change the names to be what I assume were his actual friends' names. I was furious, just because I knew later everyone would be saying how good of a sermon it was, they did, and because I invested 15 to 20 hours on my own sermon while he, the senior pastor, likely invested three to four on memorizing someone else's and was still too lazy to change the personal stories. Ooh, that's rough, man. <clears throat> man that's rough. It, it's, it's, I don't have a problem with taking things from pastor's sermons and integrating them into what you do. I think you should make it your own and, and do that. The thing about this story that really irked me and would make me get up and leave, in fact, in another church I had worked at before, someone did get up and leave because a pastor did something like this, is they told an illustrative story and told it like it was his kids that went through it. Mm. When it was a story that this guy had heard before and knew it was a lie. Yeah. And so he got up and left and then later came back and confronted our pastor about it. And it was a pretty big stink in our small little church. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, can you imagine I mean, I, like telling a story and saying, Hey, this is what happened to me. And it's really, it was a total lie. Disingenuous. Yeah. I imagine yeah. that coming up with really good poignant illustrations are hard to come by, but I yeah. also don't see anything wrong with saying someone I know or a friend of mine, or I heard of, rather than oh, trying to own it yourself. Yeah. You know, and this just reminds me of like the difficulty that comes with being either like a key volunteer or on staff at a church. You get to peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You get to see all of the rough edges that like the magic is gone. Yeah. And not that this is like, should is like a normal thing to happen or that it is acceptable to happen. But this is a perfect example of something that you know that nobody else has any idea of and why I think it's so hard to be on staff yeah. at the at a church. Like it's just really hard because the 
yeah, the magic is gone. Yeah. I, I don't believe that, uh, maybe that's too much to say. I would say like, I don't believe God blesses it when we do that and we lie about it. Um, maybe he will because he's God, he can do what he wants, but I think the Holy Spirit works through a myriad of things. Even yeah. Our sin, and even so, our I, sin. so that's why I'm like, maybe I don't want to say that, but yeah. I'll tell you this. If somebody like this happened, finds out that you told a story that you played off, like it happened to you or your kids or somebody, you know, and it was an illustration you picked up from some other pastor's sermon and you misled people to think that was you. That is a huge negative trust breaker. Yeah. Negative in the trust column. Um, so I I don't know how you come back from that, to be honest, unless you really, really apologize and make it, make it right. Yeah. But that's yucky. Yeah. That, that to me is a good reason to get up and leave too. Um, if I heard that, I'd be like, Oh, nope, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, it it just sets everything else else up. Like, well, what, what else are you telling me that isn't true and right? And that it isn't like, yeah. Didn't come from your hard work and experience. You know, you're supposed to be the guide and the leader and right. It, it just, it makes it hard to listen to anything else kind of taints the rest of it, at least for, for a while. So if you're a pastor or a leader and you get an illustration, give credit where credit's due. I think in the communications world, we understand that we, we understand copyright laws and things like that. So it's very, very offensive to us to see that that would happen, but um, that understanding doesn't exist everywhere. So that's one of those things that you can help your leadership and your team understand that this just kind of goes against some of those, those types of unspoken and sometimes written down law rules that we should be paying attention to. But, um, all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, K, um, has a pretty funny one that, uh, I'll let you read. All right. Yeah. So this one, uh, was a little tricky in the beginning. So K said every single Sunday, she has to get up and leave every single Sunday, but I'm an assistant kids director. So it's kind of my job to help whenever needed. (laughs) Poor kids directors, man. Poor kids directors. And just a reminder, let's not judge anyone that's leaving service. They might be in labor and Mm -hmm. they might be a kids director. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. You know what? So you go ahead, you go ahead and go, you do what you need to do. Cause man, every kid's director out there is punching the air going, yeah, that's right. That's right. I can't <laughs> sit with my family. Just one Sunday, you know, never get to go to church. <laughs> it's true. And, and we, we always tried to work around some kind of like, if you had two services, some way you could have a service where you go with your family and you're not working. But if you're a kid's director, that's just about impossible. Mm-hmm. Cause there's just so much that needs to be done. Um, especially at a smaller church where you really struggle for volunteers. You're probably filling in for somebody at some point every, every yeah. week. So, yep. yeah, but that's a good reason to leave service. If you do get to make it into one that you can make it at least to part of it. That's some, great. Some of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I, I think God grades on a curve when he, when he's looking at attendance. So he, he gets don't it. even no don't let's not even go there about the attendance let's just no we're not going to touch that it. with a 10 foot pole okay he gets it he's no he sees it uh he sees your heart um okay let's look the next one. Oh my gosh this one blows my mind blows my mind <laughs> i can't i can't i can't either it. but I, I don't know if this is an exaggeration or not but he seemed sincere a writes one praise and worship song that lasted three hours and 39 minutes repeating one line. I hope that's an exaggeration because the torture Mm. of 
No, I listen. I mean, I love I love me a good long <laughs> worship set. I do. I I'm here for it, but um one line, man. Yeah. Well, when when praise and worship was first under fire for this kind of thing, I often would say, well, if that's a problem, you're going to hate heaven because the only song recorded is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And we sing that and we never stop singing that forever and ever. And that sounds like this in a way, right? But at that point, we're not sinners. Okay. So right here as a sinner who's got some patience issues, that's going to be a little different for us. Well, and like we have things like bathrooms and children and Mm -hmm. food and lawn mowing and, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're not in heaven, okay? So right. like it's a different scenario. It's a different scenario. We're very for different, sure. Very different people than we would be in heaven. So not quite an apples to apples comparison. But here on earth, if a song is going three hours and thirty-nine minutes and we've sung one line, bro, how did you make it that long? How did you make it that long? I'm serious. At like minute ten, I'd be like, okay, I think I get what we're doing here. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go and we'll, we'll catch you guys later. I'm sorry if that like offends people. I'm just, dude, I'm out. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot to expect. So anyway. All right. Okay. Next one is from, from another T another T. Am I reading this? Yeah. Read it. Okay. Uh, considering what kind of church I grew up in, I went to a church so quiet that when I got up to leave, the door squeaked like I was leaving a haunted house. Maybe I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the holy savage. ghost up in here. That's so savage. Mm. I can't imagine. I would never leave. I would just like under all costs. Well, and it's like how many weeks have to go by before you go, can some deacon just oil that door? <laughs> Who's got some WD-42? Grab some WD-40. Petroleum jelly. Spray down the hinges and problem solved. But yeah, there's there's a door that clangs shut or that the crash bars, you know, they're sometimes just like as you as you enter and exit. Oh so loud. Or the auditoriums that are like kept really dark during the service. Mm -hmm. But then when you open the door, there's just like this shining light from the door (laughs) opening (laughs) and closing. Yes. Yes, that is so funny. It's so distracting. And there's really oh, nothing so you can, well, I guess there's not nothing you can't do about it, but it, there's very little you can sometimes do about that stuff. And it's just so funny to hear like a door squeak, like I was leaving a haunted house, like, <laughs> somebody getting killed. Oh, that's, that's funny. That is so funny to me. Um, all right. So here's our last one from S, another S, who said, I sure did. My kids and I have been visiting this church for maybe two services. And this one servant just so happens to be their Christmas program. My son, four at the time, literally was acting a fool. Acting a fool. (laughs) He was under the pews, screaming, causing a scene. And I ended up toting him and my six-year-old daughter out on each hip, crying the entire way out. I I, I have never been so embarrassed and never went back. The people from the church were so kind and actually reached out to me trying to not be so discouraged and invited me back many times, but I let my pride get the best of me and never went back. 
Oh man. Well, listen, the first thing that stood out to me on this was good on that church for yeah. proactively reaching out and saying like, listen, I know that was probably really hard, mm-hmm. but I just want you to know you're still welcome here yeah. and we're not uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I love that story. I, I, I love that too. And that being said, I am definitely a person that gets super distracted quick with kids. I, I, I hate yeah. it. It drives me crazy. I can't stop listening. I can't stop noticing it. Um, you know, I, I just obsess about it once, once a kid starts becoming disruptive, that's just me. Um, so I don't like having the kids in the service. I'm one of those that says, I think that's good. I also see the value of having kids in the service. So it's like, I really don't die on that hill, mm-hmm. but you know, when kids are just dis- distracting, I mean, I'm not learning anything. I'm not getting anything out of it. So I try mm-hmm. to go, what can I do with this moment? That <laughs> Maybe helps that family. So if I look over there, I smile and kind of give some recur- encouragement, you know, in some way, but I'm, I'm proud that this church continued to reach out. It's, it's mm-hmm. kind of tragic that she just never went back. Um, but it sounds like it would have been a really cool welcoming community. Yeah, it does. No matter how, how much your kids act a fool. I love that. She said acting yeah. a fool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, we've all been there, right? Like if you're, if you have littles, especially at four and six, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we've all been there. Yeah. And, and maybe for that church too, it's like, even though they were super kind, they didn't have a contingency for that. It, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe they just didn't use it. But it's one of those things where an usher, if she's, if an usher sees this issue cropping up and the kids are misbehaving and the mom is just embarrassed, it's like, can we stop her at the back and say, hey, we've got a room for you if you want to stay and we can ha- actually help you out. You know, can we help you with the kid? Can we take one of them for you? You know, forever, mm-hmm. I guess. No, but <laughs> forever. Can we, can we take one? <laughs> And, and just and just help, you know, just to offer. Maybe they did. I don't know. But yeah. it's definitely one of those things that if you don't have a plan, it kind of communicates to that you weren't ready for that. You weren't really planning for that, um, which is kind of passive and not really a huge deal. But it's not when when you do have a plan, somebody can step up and go, hey, can we help you? Because we'd love for you to stay. You know, mm-hmm. can we help you with this? Don't be embarrassed. It's good. That just communicates so much care and preparation that you thought about me before I knew I was going to be this. And, and that's, that says a lot. The, a church that I used to go to, I thought this was actually really great because this was always a really big tension for, um, I have been at a handful of churches over my lifetime yeah. and in every single one, it's always a tension mm-hmm. with kids being in service because some people don't want to send their kids to church, kids church. Some people only want to send their kids to kids church, you know, Yep. It's, it's, a div, it's a dividing line. And so um, we created this card that um, got handed out to parents that said, all these are all of the options for you. And yep. you can bring your kid in service. You can take your kids to kid church. And we also have a public viewing area with a screen and a TV and a place for kids to run around. Yeah, that's good. Um, and to just let everyone know ahead of time, proactively, these are all the things that you can do. So you want to go to service? Cool. It doesn't work out. You can go here. That doesn't work out. You can go there. You know, like there's yeah. all of these communication plans, things for you. So anyway, I thought that was really helpful. And I'll, I'll tell you, I worked at a church that had this area outside that was set for, you know, families that had kids that were in service. I mean, they offered programming and stuff during the service you could take your kids to, but if you didn't, there was this enclosed like playground type thing. 
Um, they had one that was real soft for kid, like little kids. And they had another like area that was enclosed that had like the McDonald's tube kind of stuff. You can tube city type stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And, and like you go into a door and it's enclosed, like nobody gets in through the one door. And so right outside the door, parents could sit and watch the service on TV on the monitors. And it's just a way to say, if your kid needs to run off some steam, Here's some, here's tube city, you know, go, we get it, go send them in there and you can sit down and watch the service while they run around and go crazy. We get it. Sure. If you, if it's embarrassing, do you have them in there or whatnot? I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll end this on a very controversial note, I guess. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm definitely not a fan of the usher going and asking disruptive kids to be removed from the service. Not a fan of that. Um, if you see them getting up and leaving and you want to assist, that's cool. If you see you have a place for that, that's cool. It's like preparing for parents to give them options. Great. But you know, if you're one of those that says, Hey, we prefer you have kids go to the kids service. That's fine. Do that. Not saying don't do that. I prefer that. But if there is a kid in the service and they're being disruptive, man, don't go over there and tell them that they need to get up and stop being a distraction. That's, uh, I don't like that. Not a fan. Oh, feels like that feels like a big, a big can of worms. Yeah, it is. That's why I ended with it. Nobody's <laughs> listening at this point, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. Thanks for sticking with us through yeah. all of our stories. Yeah, but yeah. If you have a story, I'd love to hear it too. So follow me on Instagram. Follow me, you know, on the socials, and uh, tell me your story. I'd love to hear like if you walked out of church and what happened and why you did it. Um, drop into the Seminary of Hard Knocks Facebook group. Yeah, drop leave in. Leave your story there so we can all see it and comment and Absolutely. get a good, a good, either a good giggle or a good, oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I always post these in that group. So wherever you find, just find this episode and comment and tell us your story. Um, it'll be in there after this, this episode drops. But uh, I ask another question too. Maybe we should do another episode on Megan. It was, have you ever had a pastor preach a sermon or do an illustration based on something you said or did, you know, it was pointed at you. Oh and my you gosh. Knew it was you. you. Yeah. I've had that. Yes. I had that too. <laughs> and they looked directly at me, oh. made eye contact when they said a certain thing. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. And that could, and that could go both ways. That could be like, Oh, that was a negative, And now they're trying to prove a point at your expense. Uh-huh. Passive aggressive, really negative. Or it could be like we were having a conversation I said something you thought it was great and you added it to a sermon, you know, and you, Hey, I was talking to my friend the other day and it's, here's what they said. And you know, and you're like, Oh, that was me. That was me. I said that to him. That's cool. You know, so it could go either way, but have you ever had a pastor tell a story on you? That's, that's good. While you're there. While you're there. It's interesting. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that one too. Maybe uh, cause I asked that question. I got some good response too. Maybe we'll go through that sometime soon. That should be a fun one. All right. Well, that's all for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Uh, leave a like, review, etc., wherever you get your podcast, and we'd appreciate it. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Bye.